At Armstrong, your connectivity is backed by local technicians, our 24-7 network operations team, and our 24-7 customer service center. Armstrong, unmatched employees, unmatched customer care, unmatched fiber network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Armstrong in the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Seth Prentice, and today I am joined by Cranberry Township Manager Jerry Andre. Jerry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Seth. Pleasure to be here. Jerry, you have the pleasure to be the Township Manager of one of the largest growing townships in Pennsylvania. How is that job, and there must be stress behind it. (laughs) Well, actually, it is an honor. It's an honor that you live in Cranberry Township. It's an honor to work for a community that really understands and knows its vision. It has a clear direction it wants to go, and so it's easy for us administrators to know that because our board of supervisors and it reflects the community, so it's much easier. There's, I mean, we certainly we all have stress, but the key is that we we know where the community wants to go. It is incredible that uh, you have a master plan and to see how well it's been thought out. As you, basically everything that you could possibly want or need is in Cranberry Township. How has that happened in such a short period of time? Well, it gets back to planning. Uh, Back in the early 90s when our elected officials saw the growth coming to Cranberry Township, uh, they made a concentrated effort to uh, manage that growth instead of leaving that that overwhelming growth that we knew were coming to overwhelm the community. The community said, let's decide our own future. And and they embarked upon a major uh, involvement program with our community. We reached out to thousands of people. Uh, understood what they wanted to do and then developed a master plan called a comprehensive plan that we label called the Cranberry Plan and uh, we've been following that plan since the early mid-90s. The board uh, constantly tweaks it through a process Uh, so it's about the vision uh, communication to our residents that we often call our shareholders Uh, our job is to make sure your investments continue to grow by building a world-class community. Uh, And speaking of your master plan, I know one thing that kind of took me by surprise was hearing 50,000 people in this community in a very short period of time. How are you preparing for such a massive growth? Well, uh, first of all, that 50,000 number came about in our last comprehensive plan update. Uh, Our Board of Supervisors are very committed to be a healthy, sustainable community many decades to come. So every decision they make now uh, is is very concerning to the future. We look at life cycles of communities, so we don't want to burden future generations with legacy costs. Um, So that number that came up with was through a very uh, deliberate process to say what can our infrastructure handle. So that 50,000 numbers came through that methodical process, and we, we are putting in place uh, that infrastructure that will support. Our board is very supportive of constantly updating our sewer, water, storm sewer systems, our roads. So 
I, 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 it's about being proactive and not reactive. No, and I will give all of you credit here because it is very proactive approach. And you actually led into a couple different topics that we can go into. And uh, here in 2019, you've uh, done a stormwater project that's uh, getting ready to launch for your residents. Uh, can you share more about that as I know you recently held a public forum? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, the credit goes back to 1993 when the board adopted very stringent stormwater regulations. The, uh, the community saw their growth coming and realized it was better to put in place. So back in 1993, very stringent regulations were put in place so developers were building good systems. Uh, the next phase of it is now the federal government and to the state government has always mandated communities manage the quantity of water. Now we are mandated to manage the quality of that stormwater, called the MS4 program. So that's that's the next phase, and we anticipate that cost will be about 1.7 million dollars by the year 2021. So we're just trying now to figure out how to pay for that. Uh, without hurting the core services the community uh, provides. Uh, in your public forum, were most of your residents okay with it? Do they come out a little frustrated? Sure. How do you feel the temperature was in the room? Yeah, well, certainly no one likes to pay more money. Right. <laughs> but, but we've been talking about this issue with our public for the last two years. We've had a lot of outreach through our neighborhood associations, through our business community. So we've been talking, talking, talking about it, and now we're finally found a potential solution. So we had about 36 people come through the public hearing at the public open house last night. And sure, no one wants to pay more money, but as we explained to them how they're benefiting from the 99% walked out and said, we appreciate living here because you are being responsible for maintaining the systems. No, and I'm sure uh, that small number speaks for a majority yes. as, as well. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So another topic that you spoke of just a brief few minutes ago was uh, about your infrastructure. Yes. And a big issue is transportation and yes. your road system. Yes. And I know you have a few big projects that are going to be coming up if they're not already being worked on. Well, well certainly. As you know, Cranberry Township was the first community in a commonwealth back in the actually late 80s that implemented transportation impact fees which was very innovative approach that they realized that if we don't place the burden on developers to upgrade roads the burden will fall either on local taxpayers the commonwealth who never keeps up with it <laughs> or it doesn't get done and you suffer from gridlock so since the late 80s the board has collected tens of millions of dollars they've leveraged that into federal and state dollars to another near 70 75 million dollars so the, the board has adopted and, and aggressively implements a transportation improvement program uh, that has widened many roads uh, the big project underway now is the Freedom Road uh, widening over 19, and the MSA Thruway project under uh, underneath 228 that will link Cranberry Woods and, Cran and Cranberry uh, Springs. Um, so yeah, we have a very aggressive. The board spends about two million dollars a year on transportation improvements and leveraging it with federal and state dollars. So, we are, our board's very committed to continuing to aggressively expand and improve our roadways. I almost feel like you have to with as much traffic that comes through yeah. the area. Well, you don't have to. That's, that's what's so refreshing about our approach. You drive all over the Commonwealth 
and you don't see that type of investments. Just drive east on 228, and you notice that that section of roadway is not widened. Right. And now we're fighting with the Commonwealth to get funding. Our board had the foresight that when that development came in, said, wait a minute, you will, developers, you will widen 228. That's why 228 is widened all the way from 19 to our, our eastern border. Makes sense. Uh, I do know that Rochester Road has uh, a winding project on underway as well. Yes. And you have a huge development coming yes. across the street here. Yes. Uh, I know that's going to be a unique situation sure. with Meter Farm, being the development is going to be a walking community. Yes. And that's unique for Cranberry, as I don't think any other place has that type of opportunity. Yeah. Well, certainly the Meter is, is a continuation of what we see, the Park Place development. Uh, was the original large walkable community, Bellevue Park, and now the meter is certainly the newest, uh, and it has received a lot of excitement. Uh, they are investing very heavily. The next phase is including additional widening of Rochester Road that will take place next year, as well as a new intersection uh, with um, a meter plan and with the municipal center that will make that very pedestrian-friendly to connect the meter plan with the municipal center in St. Ferdinand's. Uh, certainly our challenge is the Turnpike Bridge. Uh, it will it all funnels down, but we've been we meet with the Turnpike Commission at least twice a year to plead our case. We got their commitment that as soon as they're out of financial stress, uh, they will put our project on the radar. But it is we're, we're just captured by uh, the Turnpike Commission who owns that under underpass. Now the, that's inter interesting as I didn't realize that part of it, but I do know residents are going to be moving in under a month, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, this is their, uh, that developer from Central PA is their fastest growing development that they've ever had. Wow. They've pre-sold dozens of new homes sight unseen. And that demonstrates the confidence that people have in, in investing in our community. And it validates the vision of making it a walkable kid. People want that type of living. And our board has always made a point to have that, uh, have that as one of many different types of developments occurring in Cranberry. I know we could probably have another 30-minute discussion on other topics, but our final topic for this episode, uh, you made a big announcement here recently, and a lot of our furry dog lovers are going to love your recent news, but it's the opening of the parks to allow dogs to come in and have the opportunity to have your dog with you. Well, absolutely. Actually, it goes back to the Cranberry Plan. And back in the mid-90s, uh, the community said we want to be a pet-friendly community. Uh, and we saw uh, that component of our population growing. Our parks are really not the open parks that most people Our parks are really very active recreational areas with thousands of soccer, football. So it's, 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 it's always been a challenge having dogs in those kind of areas. But unfortunately, we have some dog owners that are not responsible and nothing's worse than having a soccer player experience that uh, that that uh, mistake by a, a dog owner so a couple, about a year and a half ago the board formed a k9 connections committee hmm. we brought together all the interested parties in the township and said how do we maintain the, uh, the, the goal of a pet friendly community uh, while respecting the uh, the soccer fields and so through that collaborative effort, we're opening up a portion of North Boundary Park and to dogs. The, the community has come together with 
ambassadors to help educate the park users. So we're very excited about it, as well as the uh, the board is allowing us to proceed with a much larger, expanded, and enhanced dog park. That's amazing, and I know that dog park is used by hundreds, uh, you know, each week, and, yes, and yes. it's a. Uh, you know, something that most communities don't have is the land and space for a dog park yeah. like you have. Yeah. You can always find a space. Yeah. You can, uh, it's a choice. Oh. You know, yeah. it's a choice. You find that space and, and utilize it appropriately and, and engage your residents. And the residents have great ideas, and that's something Cranberry prides itself on is engagement with our community. No, and I think you've done a great job in every department of engaging the community. I, I see the library project mm, downstairs has been something that uh, is going to be an amazing enhancement to the community of having a maker space, and you engaged the community on that just a couple months ago to talk about the upcoming project that was uh, upon you. But you also listen in other areas as well. As I know, you know the traffic control system, people have issues where they believe that the light isn't turned or it's not lasting as long as it should, sure. just call in. Yes. You actually take time to listen to your residents, no matter if the complaint is factual or not. And I feel like you don't see that in every community. That, that, that's true. It goes back to our elected officials who firmly believe in that value and they support uh, what we need to do to, to assure that two-way positive, open communication, transparency. And I couldn't leave here today without asking, is a Taco Bell ever coming to Cranberry Township? The, the, a Taco Bell, that, that is, that's a very hot topic. We hear that often. Uh, recently, we did have an attempt by Taco Bell to locate, but that fell through. I'm sure it's just a matter of time before we get one in, in Cranberry. I, I knew I had to uh, pull that Yeah, that's, that's the number one question we hear about development, yes. It's incredible. Well, Jerry, I thank you for the opportunity to sit here and uh, talk to you about upcoming and uh, current I issues in the township and actually everything that you are doing in a positive light as this township keeps growing. Love to have you on here quarterly, if not you, some members of the township as well, to just talk about what's going on, keep the residents updated. Well, thank you, Seth. Thanks for the opportunity. For Armstrong in the Loop podcast, I'm Seth Prentice, keeping you in the loop. Are you enjoying Armstrong in the Loop podcast? Great news. All past and current episodes are available on popular streaming apps and websites. Search Armstrong in the Loop podcast and subscribe today. When it comes to internet service, you get it all with Zoom from Armstrong. There's unlimited data for unlimited downloads, low latency for seamless streaming and gaming, plus an unmatched fiber network for speeds that can't be beat. Find out for yourself. Go to armstrongonewire.com Zoom and get high-speed internet for as low as $34.95 a month. No contracts, no hidden fees, just internet made easy. That's Zoom internet from Armstrong.